How is it going, everybody? Welcome back to Social Media Marketing School. For those of you that are new here, I am your host, Ethan Bridge. And before we dive into today's episode, I just want to make sure that you've hit that follow button or that subscribe button, depending on what platform you are listening on. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoy what you hear today, I would really appreciate it. Head over to the show page, scroll to the bottom and leave the podcast a 5 star rating and review but now we've got that out the way i just want to start off by saying thank you all for tuning in and let's dive straight in to today's episode now i've previously spoken about a lot of instagram mistakes on this podcast and today is another episode where I go through more mistakes that you definitely need to be avoiding as a creator. People are commonly making mistakes that just shouldn't be made and these mistakes could be holding them back from seeing the success that they want to be seeing. So the mistakes that I talk through today, please make sure that you stop making them. So without any further ado, let's just dive straight into mistake number one. That being Don't overload the amount of call to actions you use on your content. I personally suggest that you only use one, at most two. But I commonly scroll through content and see three, four, five call to actions. Like this post, comment, share, save, visit my website. What do you think of this? Go and buy my product. I'm just getting confused as the viewer of this content. And because you have asked me to do so many different things, I'm going to do none of them. But if you're direct, if you're straight to the point with what you ask people to do and you don't ask them to do a lot, then they'll do it. For example, if you get to the end of the piece of content and you ask them a question and simply write comment below, the chances of them doing that is far, far higher. But if you ask a question and ask comment below, but then combine that with asking them to like it, share it, save it, and visit your website, they're probably gonna do none of them. So sticking to one gives that clarity to the piece of content as to what the call to action actually is and the step you want your viewers to take next. If they don't know what step they need to take, they aren't going to take it. So if you be direct, and if you use one call to action, maximum two, it could be comment below if you ask a question, but you could have a more direct call to action of listen to my podcast, that's what I personally do, then they are more likely to do it than if you have far too many call to actions, which is just going to cause confusion. You'd be surprised at how many people do have these call to actions that have six or seven on each post. And they come to me and go, why is nobody doing what I'm telling them to do? And the chances are they're probably doing one of them, but they're not doing the one that they actually want them to. If you want somebody to do a certain thing, tell them to just do that certain thing. If the main goal of your content is to drive people to your website link, only tell people to go to your website link. Don't do anything else because they may do one thing and not the other. But if there's one or two things that you don't mind them doing, you could have them both. But if you tell them to do five or six, they aren't doing any because they don't know what step they want to take. So please do not overload your content with call to actions. Recommended one, maximum two. 
Mistake number two that I see people making, and this one is with regards to growth, and it's that I see people doing giveaways to gain followers rapidly. Now, effective if you want to gain followers rapidly, useless if you want this growth to be sustained, and actually be meaningful towards what you're actually trying to achieve. Essentially how a giveaway works is that one, two, three, however many creators will work together. And what they'll do is we are giving away whatever the prize may be to one lucky winner of somebody that follows all of these different creators. And you'll get a lot of buzz behind that because it's a free prize. So the likelihood of you gaining followers quickly is pretty high. And in the short term, that's great. As a creator, you're looking at that and going, wow, look at this follower growth. Look at all these new potential customers. But these people haven't followed you because they like your content or they like you as an individual. All they've done is follow you because they want that free gift. They want the chance of winning the giveaway. So as soon as that giveaway is over, they are gone. They are going to unfollow you straight away. And even whilst they are following you, they're not going to engage with you because they didn't follow you for your content in the first place. So what is the point in having that follower? Because they're only there for the giveaway. They're not there for you and your content. So it's going to reduce your engagement rate. It's going to reduce your chances of ranking on the explore page, ranking on hashtags, because the Instagram algorithm is going to look at your piece of content and go, oh, this isn't performing as well as usual with regards to the engagement rate. So clear indicator that no one else is going to like it. You're not doing yourself any favors. It's a vanity metric booster. That's all it is. Yes, you'll get more followers, but those followers will not be meaningful whatsoever. Long term, you want to build a sustained, engaged, loyal audience. If you keep doing giveaways, you're going to attract the wrong kind of people that are there for a freebie. Not you, not your content. Do it the right way. Please engage with people, produce high quality content do collaborations with regards to content itself, not giveaways, giving away something free because people will just follow you and unfollow you as soon as that giveaway is over. Pretty simple to understand. So summary, please don't do giveaways just to get some follower growth. The next mistake that I see people making, and to be honest, none of these mistakes that I'm saying have any correlation. It's just an episode where I talk through common mistakes that I do see people making across various different topics. And I will continue to create these episodes over time. So expect another one, but don't expect every single point to have some correlation to the previous point. So the next point that I want to mention is that when I see people creating covers or doing illustrations in their design, it has no relation to what is actually written on that page. For example, how to gain followers on Instagram and somebody has posted a picture of a puppy behind it. Cool, the puppy may look cute and it may grab some attention, but people will be looking at that piece of content expecting it to be about the puppy. And then they read the title and it's about Instagram growth confusion right there and you don't want that when it comes to your content they came expecting one thing you gave them another that's not what you want you want any illustrations you use any design any icons to complement exactly what is written or don't use them at all if you can't find something it's far more effective to just have text on a blank background than trying to make things look fancy by bringing in icons and trying to spice up your design that has no relationship to actually what is written. 
It doesn't make you look like a good designer. It makes you look like a silly creator because you are not getting your point across in the easiest way possible and you're confusing people in the process. So when you are writing, when you are creating your carousel covers, your video thumbnails, you name it, any illustrations you use, any icons, please make sure that they relate to the words, to the copywriting that is on that page. If you can't find anything that does that, don't do it at all. I don't use any illustrations or icons in my slides and my carousel. Sure, I have some for the cover slide, but throughout the rest of the carousel, I just have text on a blank background. I care far more about what is actually written on that slide than the design. Sometimes, because I'm not great at design, when I try to implement design, I completely distract people from the point that I'm making and it takes away from the value of my post itself. So I just choose to keep it simple, text on a background. That is it. And you can do the same. It's just very simple design, but it does mean that your copywriting itself has to be really good because that's all that your content has to show. So there are pros and cons about being a really good designer and a really good copywriter. If you can do the two, great, because a lack of skill in copywriting can be brought up by your skills in design. But if you're rubbish at design, don't try to be good at it. Just embrace the fact that you're good at writing and make sure that the text you are using is really, really good and forget about the design like I do. So it's a very, very simple concept to understand. Now, the final point that I want to mention, now this one does closely relate to the previous point because it is about design, and it's that I see people using text in their posts that is far too small to read. Not everybody has great eyesight. Not everybody that doesn't have great eyesight is gonna have reading glasses with them. So if your text is tiny and you've written lots, or even if it's just tiny and you've written a little, then people aren't gonna be able to read it. I like to follow a rule that your text should be able to be read at a distance of one meter away. So if you hold your phone one meter away from your face and you can't read that text on your phone, then it's too small. If you can read it, perfect. Because if somebody comes across your carousel and they instantly struggle just to read what you have written, you've fallen at the first hurdle. You want people to actually be able to read the words in the first place. If they can't read what's written, the content is useless. It could be complete gibberish on that page anyway, but people won't even be able to see the complete gibberish if it's too small. Or it could be the most masterful piece of content in the world. But if the text is too small, nobody's going to be able to consume that value. So it's a very, very simple mistake to rectify. Just make your text bigger. Follow the rule that your text needs to be able to be read one meter away from you. Very simple, don't have your text too small. And that's it, that does wrap up the mistakes that I see people commonly making on Instagram. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, I want to introduce you to my Instagram incubator program. Now this is for people who are serious about building, scaling and monetizing an audience on Instagram so they can either start their own business or continue to grow a business that is yet to tap into the true potential of the platform. Now, if you're someone who's unmotivated, doesn't want to build their brand and doesn't want to book more sales calls, then this one probably isn't for you. But if you do want those things, which I'm sure the majority of you listening do, 
I want you to head over to the show notes or the podcast description and book in your free 45 minute call to see whether you would be a good fit. Even if it doesn't end up being a good fit, I've had people tell me that this 45 minute call has been some of the most valuable time spent for their business because they've left the call knowing the clear next steps that they need to be taking with their Instagram page and their business, whether it's with my help or not. So as I said, head to the show notes or the podcast description and book in your call. Now that does wrap up today's episode of Social Media Marketing School. But if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you've hit that subscribe button or that follow button, depending on what platform you are listening on. That way you are never going to miss an episode when I post one. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you did enjoy what you heard today, I would really, really appreciate if you head over to the show page, scroll to the bottom and leave the podcast a five star rating and review. I cannot even begin to tell you just how much that helps me. And if you do, please take a screenshot of that review, send it to me on Instagram and I will give you a shout out on my story as a thank you. But if you've got any questions with regards to anything that I've mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to me on Instagram at the marketing Ethan. Send me a DM and I'll make sure I get back to you no matter what. But if you have made it to this point in the episode, I just want to finish off by saying thank you all for tuning in and I will see you in the next one.